It's your guy Uncensored, giving you the best footballing lesson outside of a Ronaldo step over. Before we start, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss out on all our content. Join the conversation, use the hashtag Momentum. And we're back again, as usual. The Uncensored Football Fan giving you the latest news in football, well, the world of English football. And as usual, we've got my co-host with me. We've got Nate from the North Bank. North Bank. Yeah, yeah. I got it this right this time. <laughs> we've got Phil from Paxton Road or Park Lane. I can't remember which one it is. We'll go, with Paxton. we'll go with Paxton Road. Oh, you're, you sure? I don't think um, Paxton Road is still there. But anyway, we'll go with Paxton Road. <laughs> Great to have you guys back again. So we've had another full week. We, the Premier the Premiership has returned, even though it's a week game, it's returned. We've had an FA Cup. Well, we've had an FA Cup. It's not been a, that big a deal, but we've had that as well. And we've also got the transfer window cl- closing us shortly. So we've got a packed week. So let's get straight to it. Right. Unfortunately, we've got some sad news. You know, let's all bow our heads. One of the greatest Premier League players to ever do it. And, well, he started a career as a pundit. Has been sacked or sorry was he suspended he gets sacked first i can't remember but he got sacked got suspended first then he got sacked yeah he got sacked basically and they hired the guy that he was meant he replaced that's how bad they felt he did with his job they brought in the guy that he replaced and that made me think of these pundits who sit on on these comfy sky sports couches giving it large saying how managers who are working in the job, doing what they need to do, they keep telling them how they should do it, how they how they would do it, and how they would get the job done. But yet, time after time, the pundits keep coming up short. Now, let, we can go for the track record. We've got the infamous Paul Merson, who no one wants to remember that he was a manager at one point. He managed Walsall. Yeah. But yeah he lasted about a week. Yep, yep, he's still a manager. Okay. We, had, we, had, we had recently, more recently, we had the infamous Gary Neville, the clout chasing Gary Neville, who decided that, you know, I, I can live, I can talk my talk. I'll go to Valencia. I'll do one up on all you guys. I'm going to Spain. I'm going I'm to do well in Spain. He got sacked within a month or two. And then, so now we've had, unfortunately, one of my favourite strikers, but he's been sacked anyway, Thierry, sacked at Monaco. I just want to take your take on it. Are these pundits just, should they just stick to what they do and just critique football and, and don't, don't try to get too personal with it and just be kind of straight down the line and st- stop trying to say what they would do because they obviously can't do it. It seems that those who can't, pundits. So I just want to take your take. Nate, I think would that... you, he's your guy. He's your guy. He's your, he's your hero. He's your icon. What's happened to him? <sighs> I don't know. To be honest, it's a bit harsh. He needed a chance. He got a chance. Maybe I think the chance is probably too much of a job for him. Right. And he hasn't necessarily been given the time that he needs to kind of make it work. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things about it is that if you get a top level job, you don't have the time. And let's call it, yes, he is a pundit, but I guess first and foremost, he's a former player. And as a former player, he believes he knows how the ins and outs of a game. He's been managed by a few good managers and he thinks that he can kind of impart that knowledge. And I think for a lot of them, it might be too soon for them to get them big jobs. I think he needs to become a coach properly, start coaching. I know he had the Belgium job, the assistant manager job at Belgium. 
But I think he wasn't ready. So, I mean, I don't think he's ready for that step up. And history has shown currently that all of these great pundits have been sacked. We get it. They've all been ex-players. They've all got sacked. But then we've had great managers that have got the sack as well. So, do you know what I mean? It is a little bit harsh. But for whatever reason, it can't transfer. The things that they know on the day-to-day, it can't transfer into them being able to impart that knowledge on someone else. I mean, if you've seen it, you remember the infamous videos of Tony Adams when he's coaching and he's doing this little... I don't know what he's doing. Like, he looks like he's... I, I couldn't even tell you what he's doing. But I remember it and I'm thinking, what in heaven's name are you doing? You weren't taught that, Tony. But he felt like he could try and mix it up a little bit. But to be honest, for some of those, you've got to start giving those guys a chance. Because the Sam Allardyces and all of them, they're not going to be around forever. True, true. Yeah, true. There's also a factor in that um, it's up to the clubs as well. Mm. You know, somebody, it's not just these pundits who have done their bit. These clubs are not giving some of these ex-players before they become pundits a chance. They stick with the safe, tried and trusted, like Sam Allardyce, Tony Pulis, um... Um, oh, that guy man. used to be Adam Kirbishley. Pardew used to be Kirbishley. They stick with them because they're the trying and trusted, and you know they're no, they're no problem. They're not a risk. Whereas if you go with Thierry Henry, with uh, I'm not going to say Gary Neville, but with um, that type of player, Patrick Vieira, it's a bit yeah. of a risk. It's a bit of a risk because they're they're in a Sol Campbell. It's a bit of a risk, but at least. But I would well, say, I would say to their benefit, not so much Thierry Henry, but definitely Patrick Vieira, Sol Campbell, and a few others, they're starting the groundwork. They're starting at the bottom. They're not going to Rangers for an easy life or um, Derby where the owners are going to throw money at your situation or at least young players at your situation. Had a ready made squad already. They're going to work and try and develop. So they may take time and they're not for now, but they could be the next generation of manager that comes through like quickly. Do you know what I mean? So I, right. I wouldn't, maybe not so much Thierry Henry because I think he's not ready. And, and I think he might sit back and look at this and think, you know what? I wasn't ready to be a manager. I, and he had only been uh, assistant manager at international level. So he didn't yeah. do day-to-day with players and, you know, uh, manage them and, and take on their issues. He never did day-to-day stuff. And that's what he needs to do. He needs to get down to the day-to-day stuff and not in the top flight. There's not many people, there's not many managers that have been successful going from playing. I think Kelly Douglas was the last one, isn't it? And yeah. that, that's, that's, that's how far back you're oh, going. Rude, 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 he was... Uh, a little bit never, no, he never won the league. Sorry, I'm talking about winning the league. Okay, Sorry, I'm not just winning trophies, winning the league. I think, um, um, or oh, oh, you've got Zenadine to Dan, yeah, or the Dan, but it's another two, uh, two team league. But like, I'll give it, yeah, Zidane, and, and you've got Kenny Douglish, and that's that's two that I can think of. Other than that, you've not really got you've got to be able to go into good situations where the club is going to back you in the bad times or they're giving you money to buy the best package. You've got to be in those situations and those situations are rare. Yeah, true. Uh, but but my problem is it's not just with ex-players. Ex-players can, can be managers and I support them being managers. 
what what I'm looking at is the ones that go into punditry first and foremost. They sit around there comfortable as Larry, giving it the the big I am, and then they go into then they dip their toe into management and they soon realise it's not as easy as okay. Like, you I'm can't you can't I, I think are you aiming that at Gary Neville because right you can't you can't hang I'm at, at, at both Gary Neville and. Let me finish. Let me finish. They both they both got their feet well and truly under the Sky Sports um, um, table, and they were getting paid quite heavily to be very controversial, which they were. Yeah. So then they started to leave the stuff they said. But if you look at other people who did punditry for a bit, like Frank, Frank Lampard did some for a bit, but then he, he, you can see it wasn't really his love. He didn't really like being controversial, being that person. Went off. Even Justin Gerrard did com, um, did punditry for a bit. You yeah. see now, Jamie, Jamie Carragher's doing punditry. He's not getting into management. He knows now. He doesn't want management. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want he doesn't the hassle of it. But like, come, but come these, on, Gary Neville. Guys... Gary Neville was like his billionaire mate sat across his dinner table and said, hey, "Do you want a job? I'll even pay you to go and take this job." And it's like some club in Spain. I don't know where it is. So one of my minions will tell you where it is. Just go and manage it for me. Get me up the league. That's what he had. Thierry Henry had his boyhood club where he came through, come to him and say, we'll give you a contract, we'll back you, we'll do this, we'll do that. He fell for it. Do you know what I mean? So it's not that they're, 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 all these pundits are running to, to, to become managers. They just get carried away with their own egos. And when you're being fed by people who've got other agendas, sometimes you're going to fall for it. And okay. Just okay. two from Sky specifically have fallen for it massively. Okay. Well, for me, I would, to end on the, on the note is that I would like to see Thierry get back. Maybe you should take some time out, go learn the, the art of coaching and being a manager. At some, he, he could go to Japan or somewhere, somewhere where he could just learn the day to day business and and get back into the game. Because as you as you said, Nate, I want to see people like this back in the game. I don't want to see the samurai dices. I don't want no, what... that. Even though he does give me, make me laugh, I don't want to see the hair ups anymore. They've had their time. It's time to let the younger people move in and take up, take this game forward. So that's my kind of feeling on it. Yeah, I think one hundred percent. But I definitely agree. He's, you can see they're not ready, and I think a lot of mm. these ex pros, all they do is they get their coaching badges straight away, and they want to jump into it without necessarily climbing up that ladder. And I think yeah. for some of them. Because they've been at the pinnacle of the game and they just think it's... I mean, I'm at the top, so I just want to stay at the top. Where actually, you've got to drop back down again and start your way back up again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. You've got to put in the hard yards. It's, it's still the same. It ain't changed. You've got to put in yeah. the hard yards. And even Guardiola did that for a short period of time, but he still had the season under his belt, managing a B team and youngsters and blah, 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 before yeah. he got the top job. You know what I mean? mm. And they just don't seem to want to do that. Okay, well, let's move on to our next subject. And and this, and this Nate, I'm sorry to bring it to you. Um, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm going at Arsenal, but I was watching the Arsenal Main United game. Oh, here we go. And I was enjoying it. I, I I was enjoying it. It was it was a it was a decent cup game. It was a Friday night. It was a bit different. Um, but then there's two bits of play that kind of disturbed me wholeheartedly. I, I, I was disturbed. I think it was Lingard went in for a tackle with um, 
was it Nathan Miles Maitland or Nathan Miles? I can't remember how you say his name. And he fouled him. They got up. They hugged. Hugged. Like a hug. Like, I missed you, mate. I haven't seen you in a long time. A hug. And I thought, okay, maybe they're just just good friends. I'll, I'll, I'll let that one slide. Then there was another challenge. I can't remember who it was with. And I think it, no, I think it was um, it was um, like I said, and somebody in, um, I think maybe Pogba or no, it wasn't Pogba. It was somebody else in their midfield. Fouled him. He got up. They hugged, and I sat there thinking, "What the hell has happened to the game of football?" But this is a contact sport. You're meant to go into it where you want to win. I can't be going into it knowing that I want to hug my friend if I hurt him. I, what happened to the days of Vieira versus Keane in the middle of the pitch, taking lumps out of each other, and then going, you know what? It is what it is. We'll see you next week. We'll, I'll see you next time. But no, they're hugging and saying, oh, you're right. Oh, I'll pick you up, mate. Oh, don't worry. You go score against, a goal against my team. It's okay. We're best friends. Now, I take you back a couple of months where we played the North London derby. And I said before, I said it was a great derby for the fact that there was some heart and desire to win the game on both sides. Both sides forgot that they know the other person through the fact that he lives next door to me. I don't give a sh- I don't care. I want to beat the other team. And that was a return to the, the good part of football. That thing on Friday night was just ridiculous. I can't. The amount of hugs on the pitch. I might have been watching some children's Steve BB's channel with the amount of hugging done and asked. Please, Nate, explain what's going on. Where, where, where's that fire going? Uh, you know, what it is I'll be honest with you. One of the problems with the Premier League expanding the way it has, it has its benefits, it has its negatives. One of the benefits are that you have amazing players coming from all over the world coming to grace the our TVs, are grabbing to grace the football pitches that we love to go to. But the other problem is, is that these players have come here and they don't they're not attached to the history of a club they so for that so I'll be honest with you for them lot that's Arsenal versus Man United Lacazette is looking at Pogba and he's saying that's also my international teammate he's my buddy I'll call him on the weekend like um, you've got Lingard Jesse's probably looking at Ashley Maitland-Niles we've been on maybe I don't know you've known me from the England under-21s or what have you mm. Um, maybe you follow me on social media, we go to the same clubs or in the same DMs, whatever it is. So the problem is there isn't that kind of bite anymore. Where going back to the Arsenal Tottenham, the fans made sure those players knew that this was a derby. So like you start they start so they could feed that energy from before the game had even started, from the week before everyone's talking about this North London derby. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, we spoke about it last week. We said, yeah. Okay, yes, I granted, I, I said Arsenal were going to win, no problem. And then I realised that Czech was in goal. I'll just accept that. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I, we won't go there. We won't go there. That we was won't last go week. There. It's not about that. We won't go there. It was last week. But I feel like that's the problem, is that these don't have that same hunger anymore. So as far as they're concerned, this is just another football match. Right. Yeah? And then they, they'll hug it out. I, 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 I have to agree. I think it's that... It's that... Um, they're now... They're paid so well, right, that their friends are only other footballers. Okay. It's not, and who they grew up with and who they played football with, it's not their school, it's not even their school friends anymore. 
they've moved on from there. They they're now just other footballers. They they go to the same launch parties, they go to the same after parties, um, and they know the same um um how can I put it, social people, if you like, um, who are high earners, who travel all over the world. They're, that's their downtime away from football. They all share the same downtime away from football. And that's where it comes from. That's where it's just like, oh, you know what? Oh, sorry about that late tackle, man. Jeez, is that your ankle? Oh, we were talking about that yesterday on WhatsApp. or oh, we were talking about that on Instagram. Oh, give me a hug, man. Sorry about that. I'll see I'll see you tomorrow night at a champagne party. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'll see you tonight at a champagne party. And don't forget to bring your cousin's sister, uh, me and Ernie to chat. Do you know what I mean? Some of them will be family afterwards. And that's where it's they feel like it's good to hug it out. And it's not until I mean and you remember that North London Derby, I agree with uh North Bank. The fans made sure there was none of that happening. The fans, and then some of the players had to, because they were in poor form, they had to kind of reach out to the fans. So they're all on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's a derby. I know the, the passion behind this. We're going to show that passion on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? And then um, a few of the Arsenal players um, who who then were like French internationals or, or European internationals went on a few tackles against the English. And then that became a thing. So that's why it was good to see. But you're not going to get that everywhere. So when it's Manchester United against Arsenal, it's France against... It's the France first team against the bench warmers. Do you know what I mean? They still all love each other. We're World Cup winners. Let's not fight. Anthony, sorry you didn't make it this time round. We'll win the European Championships just for you. Let's hug it out. That's all it is. Literally, it was a very cold night. I'm not going to lie. It was a freezing cold night. That's no excuse. And literally... (laughs) No, I'm looking... And I'll be honest with you, even as the fans, it wasn't, you know, like it wasn't even banneress. It wasn't even like United fans were going at Arsenal, Arsenal fans were going at United. Everyone's just sitting there watching the game. And I don't know the passion had gone out of it. And I was sitting there and I was literally, all I remembered is it, it brought me back to a game when, for example, I think it was Arsenal, I can't remember what they got. It was Arsenal versus somebody. And we had um, a left back, a Brazilian left back. I can't remember what his name is. He didn't last very long. Sancho, I don't know what his name was, to be honest. He didn't last Santos. very long. And I remember ha- Santos, yeah, that was it. Yeah, Santos. <laughs> and at half time, he came off and he swapped shirts yes, with someone. I remember that. At half time, before he'd even lift. That was, that was, was it Steve Sun- Bruce's team. And he swapped shirts at half time because it was that replay of the of the delayed uh, FA Cup before game. It, before he'd even left the pitch. And I remember it was like one of his last games. <laughs> and I remember sitting in the stand and I literally said to my mate, and that was the kind of atmosphere it was. I was like, that was, the, and that's what it was. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I know, like, from the fans' point of view, like, watching it, they're like, they're hugging it out. But literally, that's the kind of memory I had. It was that kind of atmosphere at the game. But do you remember on that game back then, Thierry Henry was a pundit, right? No, he wasn't a pundit. He was in the studio and he asked the question, what the hell happened there? And he, and he wondered, how can you swap shirts at, at the end of the half? What's, what the hell is he swapping shirts? If I was his teammate, I would have taken him inside. I would have got, got that shirt back and thrown it on him. And that's, you miss that passion from players. And there are certain players that would generate that. I mean, uh, Roy King could um, have a fight in an empty room, man. I mean, 
he, he would, and Patrick Vieira, do you remember when Patrick Vieira first came? And everybody said, well, I'm not sure, because he was a tall, gangly guy. Everybody thought he was never going to cope. Next thing you know, he's flying in tackles, his elbows are going everywhere. He was spitting on people. He was ready. Do you know what I mean? And you just don't have that anymore. Now it's, I want to do the best I can, and if that's not good enough, that's not good enough. I'll come back next week and I'll do the best I can, and then I'll continue to do the best I can. And they need to get away from that, some of these players. They need to get some fire in them. Okay, okay. Well, just just a, a nice segue from that is talking about players needing to get away. We, we, how can we not talk about Brexit in this time where we've got a Brexit of our own in the football world where every English player worth a damn seems to be finding his way to a European country, whether it be France, whether it be Spain, whether it be um, Germany, probably, mostly Germany at the moment. And I, I, to be honest, it's not it's not good, from because if you lose the your 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 base, the house will fall. So I can't see how this can be sustainable if we keep losing. I disagree. Um, our best young talents to to German clubs to European Man. clubs because if they're good enough for them, how the hell are they not good enough for the Premiership? Get out and get out now is what I say. That's what they I'm, should do. That's the players. I'm talking about the clubs. The, no, but the players should go to wherever you're going to play. I, I agree with that. I'm talking about the clubs. How are they going to cope with losing this amount of talent year in, year out? Those clubs that are losing the talent don't care. Let's just be honest. Those clubs that are losing the talent, do you think Chelsea care that um, Hudson and Doyle wants to go to Germany? No. Well, They're about to get £40 million. They don't care. Do you think they care that T- Tammy Abrahams wants to go somewhere else? No. All of all of this is being done to generate funds. Pure and simple. I, yeah. And I, um, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, um, oh, God. Um, um, who's the other guy who's wanting to leave? Man City. And I've forgotten the guy's name. He's um, uh, He's going off to Spain. They're getting fifteen million for for some youngster. They don't yeah, care. But, it's but, Foden. They've promised Foden a full season for how long now? Before that boy is going to realise he's not going to get Jack at Man City. Go, 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 go and play. And let's face it, Man City don't care. They've got enough money where they just don't care. Chelsea yes. have got an owner who's got enough money where they don't care. Until those players stop taking the money, they're going to be going. They're going to be chasing it all around Europe. Pure and simple. I, I look at it two ways. I've been a fan, I've always said, and so as growing up, I've always said, why do English players never, ever leave the Premier League? And I felt that Premier League is too safe for them. And I've always said that I think British people need to go out. Similar in the same way we talk about Brexit, like, I feel like England, we only ever import thing, we never export anything. Yeah. So actually, the fact that we're exporting players over, for me personally, it means that players, team, things like the national team can only get better because actually now these players are playing with different players all over the country, all over the world. Whereas our players normally, they're only playing with a five or six English guys in their team and a couple foreigners and you're trying to learn from them. These players, I mean, the French team, half of them don't even play mm. in France. 
So I think it's good for England. For England as a national team, I think it's good. Do I think it's good for the fans to say that, well, actually, some of the local youngsters are not getting a chance here? But the problem is they will always get a chance. So my thing is this. Hudson Odoi, if he goes to Germany and he tears it up in Germany, yeah. in four or five years' time, he will be brought yeah. back to the Premier League. It's guaranteed. Like these British players are never. You're never going to go and go to Germany and carve a career that you're going to be at your top of your game and stay in Bayern Munich for the rest of your league, no. your years. Even who was the guy from Manchester United? He was. Oh, what was his name? Midfielder used to play in Germany. I think he was. He was he half German, half English. Midfielder. Uh... Midfielder. Oh, this is this a few years back. Sorry, I should have done my research and got his name. But he, for example, he was over in Germany. Mm doing his thing and then they said hold on there's a British player oh, that could Owen be Hargreaves. an, an, an England international Hargreaves. Hargreaves he should be an England international let's bring him back over here and I feel that's exactly what's going to happen because actually what we're saying is the Premier League is not it's too fast there's too much money in it and we can't develop this talent while sustaining what we need to be in the Premier League so a team cannot afford to blood these yeah. youngsters and still try to fight on all cases. We want to be getting the top of the league. We want to do Champions League. We want to do all of this. Because if it doesn't go wrong, look when you see people like Thierry Henry getting sacked. These managers will get sacked. And right now, it's like, let's just go tried and tested. Because we haven't got the energy to blunt no, these youngsters. I don't think that's the case for all of them. Because, like... These, these Chelsea youngsters... Maybe not all of them. They've, um, Tammy Abrahams over um, Iguain. Who's thirty-one? Oh, mm. Come on, that's a no-brainer, and you only need him for the next, for the last fourteen weeks of the season. So it's not as if you're taking a risk, and he's played in the Premiership before. Why are you going to spend money on Iguain? That's because they just want a name. They don't. They're they're buying into the whatever the manager says, rather than hold on a second. We spent all this money on our training ground and our youth team. You've got a player here. Why not take him? Why have I got him on loan at Aston Villa? And mm. I think it, it's. It's down to the mentality of the clubs if they want to blood those players. There are some, um, for example, West Ham. What happened to West Ham's, uh, what did they used to call themselves? Um, um, oh, God. Uh, English University of Football or something um, for their youth team because they used to bring all these young players through. They haven't brought one through in years. So... the there's that opportunity. These youngsters could go to different Premier League clubs, but they're all going to the same ones. Man City, Chelsea. Why? Money. Yeah. Online money. If they chase their money, that's more important to them. So then, if you need an opportunity, go abroad. Expand your skill sets. The more that they go abroad, the better, because they will come back better players. And if they don't, you know what? They probably would never have made it in the first place. But you have to admire their courage to go and try it. There's a couple out there now doing well. More power to them. And then maybe the clubs will invest. And rather than buy... And I'm not saying you don't buy any overseas player. But just buy the better ones. And then keep your better homegrown players. Yeah. Okay. Look. Okay. We are so, so we're, 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 we're kind of agreeing with the footballing bre- Brexit, and we're saying that it's a good it's a good thing for youngsters to get out there, go experience the world. The world is a bigger place than the M25 or 
or Moss Side or Cobham. Or, it's bigger place than Cobham. I'm hating on Cobham today. Oh, <laughs> so you are hating on, on, on them a slide. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let that slide, but you are hating on them a bit. Yeah, but I'm gonna stop. Talk about stop. hate. And, and, uh, you're coming with some great segues this today, but come talk about hate. We we have to talk about your club. We haven't done that in a while, and um, we have to talk about the situation that you're currently finding yourself in. Sorry, which club are you talking about? I'm talking about your club. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay, you're talking about me. Okay. Part Lane. I'm talking about your club. So, yeah. Tottenham Hotspur. Your club. You, you're in a the situation. You're in a situation at the moment where people believe that you're on the up. Or you no. Let's let's put it this way. For the last three years, you've been on the up. Progression, progression, progression. Mm-hmm. Is it my question is is it still progression now or are you just stuck or is it a case where your chairman's happy to be in this situation so then now he can go back to what he really wants to do which is just to cream the money off the top and you know make money and he doesn't really want to, he doesn't really want to take you to the level of winning the the, the league well, going you're a hater. Well, yeah you're a hater I'm called- you're a hater. You're a hater. You're a hater. You're a hater. Fair play, fair play. Uh, no, I'm just, he's my I'm mate. Just... He's my mate. You're the love of me, hate. Um, it, oh, because because at some point you you have to stick or twist. I think you're in the in the middle of a very important time here. Obviously, this week you've, you've no. You've, he's you've, reached that point. He's reached he's that point. They, they haven't. They haven't uh, stuttered at all. They just. He's reached the point where he can't do any more than get another top four place and semi-final of the cup competitions with the squad that he's had. They now have a choice because they get into that age. Some of the players that are there that got him to top four are going to have to move on. The the manager, if he's still there. And the chairman are going to have to stick or twist, and that is one of the big players. I don't know which is going to have to be sold, and he they're going to have to bring in new players and to see if you keep the core, but then you bring in other players to see if they can take your club forward. And it's a risk, but you're going to have to take it. And that's okay. and that's where and that's where we are. Now, I think that's what's going to happen now. I mean, and it could be anybody. It could be maybe not Harry Kane, but it could be Danny Alley. It could be Ericsson. It could be Lloris. It could be, one of them has to has to go to generate some money, some fighting capital, and buy other players and try to get to that next level. Because okay. they're, they're not there yet. Okay, so Nate, I want your input on this because I saw a funny picture this week and it showed Pochettino m- morphing into Arsene Wenger, and this kind of has an Arsene. Wenger. <laughs> it it, it kind of does. Oh. It kind of looks. Because obviously good. you've been through it, new stadium, players being sold, sort of investment, sort of going for for titles, but being basically happy with the top four, and then eventually, all you guys jump on on, on onto the YouTube and decide. Yeah, we want um, Mr. Wenger out. Does it seem like it's on that path to you, from looking from the outside? Because obviously, I know you're, you're a diehard red, so you're not going to be looking with kind of a, a glowing admiration for Tottenham. So I just want to know how you, you see this. I think Spurs have... I think they've almost hit a bump in the road. And I think, like you said, as an Arsenal fan, we've been here. So we understand about the investment, we understand about the new stadium. 
I get all of that. And I've been looking at things and I'm thinking, how does it work? And I feel like Spurs are where Arsenal were a few years ago. Yeah, where you haven't got necessarily got the investment to do a decent run to try and push us push for the title. So you're trying to just kind of maintain that kind of let's get into Champions League thing. And I think the different the only difference is realistically is that Arsenal got to this stage after winning trophies and winning league titles and then they got a new stadium and then they had to maintain this level and currently we're not even in Champions League. So where you, for example, not you, Spurs, Spurs were not at that level, so they weren't winning anything. And then now they've got to a position where they're kind of just trying to maintain. They've got Champions League for the past three seasons. They've got a new stadium. They're kind of just there. And like you're saying, at some point, some investment has got to happen because you can maintain this, staying at this top four and you win a top four trophy. But eventually what's going to happen is if everyone else gets investment around you, those teams will creep up and then you'll be left out. And that's where I think Spurs have kind of, like you said, they've got a stick or twist because United will only get stronger. Chelsea, well, they lost 4-0. Well, that was ridiculous. <laughs> but... They will get... Do you know what I mean? I don't know what Higuain was doing today either. But, I, I mean, one yeah. thing is, they will eventually... They will kind of... They will spend money and they will invest. Arsenal, God willing, will get better and then we'll just be... We'll be on them. You know what I mean? We'll be on Tottenham's back. And this is where Tottenham have got to say, well, look, we either want to maintain, get Champions League, or are we going to try and push for a title? But we are going to have to spend money. We can't go for another season of you trying to say, okay, actually, yeah, we're not going to spend nothing because we're really happy with our team. It's not going to cut it next season. No. So, if if you were to say, are Spurs on the up? Yes, they're on the up because they've got Champions League for the past three seasons. So, obvious progress has been made. But I think it has got to a stage where now, I don't know if it's going to... Be, I think now you're going to start saying, we demand more. And now, just getting in top four and getting Champions League is not going to be progress. But I think also added to that, there is that at this moment in time, you've got two teams that are um, on uh, that are financially steroided to the top of the top of the league. So I mean, they've got benefactors who are who are helping them, and especially in Man City's case, they may try and. Um, they may try and deny it, but I heard a I heard a horrible stat uh, the other day. Um, Newcastle have got one player that was um, that was oh, valued yeah. at seventeen million, and Manchester City oh. had had fourteen players in their squad that are that cost it over was, seventeen million pounds. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was their transfer record was sixteen and a half million, which was Michael Owen. Yeah, back, back in the day. Thirteen years ago, and, and then Man City. But then, and I always say this as well: Man City, Man City's back four, their regular back four, cost two hundred million pounds. That is not any other club cannot compete with that, and I don't think Arsenal had that in in the Arsene Wenger day. Thank God, they had Chelsea a little bit, but not to that extent. And then they had a group of players um, that were so good. That he'd done, um, he'd done uh, really well and won trophies. So I don't think were, I don't think Tottenham are there, but they're trying to get there. It's just a lot harder now than it was for Arsene Wenger, and he didn't inherit. And this is one thing that you have to say about Arsene Wenger: 
he inherited a group of very talented players anyway, and then just added a, a sprinkling of young, hungry, uh, great talent to it. Pochettino didn't have okay. that, but he's built a really good squad. But now oh, he's now he he's he reached that he's reached oh, wait, that wait, ceiling, wait, wait. and he's and he's going to have to. Hold on a second. Pochettino didn't walk in and have a bunch of Muppets. He had, he had a decent team. It wasn't They weren't well beaten. They weren't a bunch of Muppets. They were not a bunch of Muppets. They were well paid. They're, 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 the value of their wage was... Listen. We, sorry, hold on. Who, who, who was the non-bunch of Muppets? Don't tell me you're including Ender Bayor in there. He, he's a proven premiership goal scorer. Uh, you had a... You, you had a guy that went on to play for Barcelona for 56 million in Paulinho. You had um, Saldado who scored yeah, goals. I he, think he, right. he, he was sold. He was sold. He, he was sold pretty good. Okay. He had a collection. He had a, he had a collection of individuals and not a team. I'll say this. Yeah, that's the one thing he didn't have. He didn't okay. have a team. I'll say he that. Way. Not a team. Okay. All right. Well, so, so you, I'll give you the last note. What do you what 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 did Tottenham do from here? What what is it? They make a decision, and the decision is if they want to continue how they they're going now, just qualifying for the top four. Uh, I will guarantee you that manager will leave, and I would suggest that that next season will be the last season for Kane, Deli Ali, and Eriksson. Okay, and what what do you reckon this decision will be? I think they'll spend money. You can't build a. You can't build it. It'll become a white. Well, they can, um, but it'll be stupid to build a stadium like that and not fill it with people that are going to attract uh, fans in it to watch your team play, and beyond the uh, Champions League stage. Okay. Okay. You're going to do exactly what Arsenal did. You're going to buy one player who's going to be a superstar. We we call it Ozil. You call it somebody else of I that kind so. of talk. And then that will be your mark. It'll be your marquee signing, and you'll expect them to change the world. And then a three, couple of years later, you'll realize they can't change the world by themselves. I don't think they will actually, and I don't think it will be a marquee signing. I think he will buy two players, two marquees. Uh, no, two players <laughs> of uh, average value, and I think he'll take it from there. I think this the, the superstar in. I'm hoping. This is actually this is a lot of hope here as well. I think the superstar in the team will be the manager still. Okay, if he's still there. If he's still there, yeah. Uh-huh. And you can't. Oh. And if he and if he doesn't leave, you can't blame him. Okay. Well, talking about superstars, um, there's a possibility of one happening at, um, quite north of the M25, up in Moss Side. Uh, I, I was watching his game the other day, and well, because I was watching the Arsenal game against Man United. Got a nice goal, and I looked at him. I thought, does he get the credit he deserves? Because everything has been about Manchester United in the recent weeks has been about Rashford and Pogba, and rightly so. They've they've been the stars of the show so much. But I look at Jesse Lingard's game, and it it has a lot to it. And I'm looking at him thinking, okay, do you know what? You actually should be up there in the, in it the, when people talk about you in the in the with the people like. Deli Ali or Ross Barkley, but he seems to flitter, flitter underneath them where they're miles above them. And I don't think they're actually miles above them. So I've got to ask you guys, what's your opinion on 
on Jesse Lingard. And then obviously afterwards, we're going to have to rate him over, whether he's overrated or underrated. Nate? Right, I'm going to go yeah. first. <clears throat> it's a bit controversial. Well, it's not controversial. For me, Jesse Lingard is overrated. The next time I see him at the Emirates, <laughs> it's on site. Okay. <laughs> I am sick and tired of him trying to audition for Strictly Come Dancing at the Emirates, okay? Strictly, when they go on tour, they do it at Wembley. They do not do it at the Emirates. It makes me sick, okay? Yes, he is a talented footballer. Yes, I mean, he does his little thing. Check again. He can only put in the corner. Check. Go to the corner. Don't dive there. It's pointless. The ball's already (laughs) past you. Lingard for me he, the problem with Lingard is he's one of the he's one of the new age um, footballers where they're very much into social media and you kind of love yep. him or hate him and at the moment I'll be honest with you I don't really like him Oof. because of that how dare like he merely rocked last time and this time he did the moonwalk so he didn't even do a dance that was current <laughs> he and then he had the audacity on his bloody Instagram feed where it said location and he put the dance floor. I'm sick and tired of this guy. I'm sick and tired of this guy. I'm going to be honest with you, I can't even rate him, guys. You look hang of this. This is, this is emotional, man. This is emotional. Uh, I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to be slightly controversial. Yeah. And I'm going to agree with everything you just said. I hate the guy. I think he's overrated. Wow. Honestly, he is nonsense. He, he, he is getting... He's getting kudos for coming up with his Fortnite bloody moves uh, after um, United score a goal or he scores a goal. He 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 does what on a football pitch? I, he he doesn't do he doesn't do that much on a football pitch week in week out. He's not consistent. The one thing he does is make sure he gets his face when Rashford scores on the TV. That's what he does. I'm I'm not liking him. Uh, he is talented in terms of uh, English talent. Um, I don't see him being uh, a world talent. If that, wow. Moving up and being a world talent. I don't see him doing anything special for England. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Overrated. Overrated. Oh, yeah, sorry. And, and his stupid handshakes make me sick. <laughs> Them stupid handshakes. Oh, I can't, I can't. This is annoying me. Uh, he's annoying me. Just the thought breathe, of him is annoying breathe, me. Breathe, 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 breathe. <laughs> and right. that, that's the one that he can't... And the one thing I'll give... I don't, I'm not a great fan of them myself, but like at least Deli Ali, Kane and, and Son seem to do it out of some sort of enjoyment. He's just doing it to... And it feels like he's doing it to annoy people. Yeah, I think he's he is a little bit of a yeah. clout chaser. I feel like he is about he's yes. getting attention. That's what he is. And I think it's whether it's getting likes up, whether it's getting hits, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And maybe he's looking past football and he's thinking, What yeah. more can I do? But I feel like he couldn't have done this 10, 15 years ago with people like Roy oh, Keane no, and all no, of them not around him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, They're well, well, himself. If, you, if you don't want to take it there, I I, I have to introduce you to uh, a Premier League legend in um, Ryan Giggs, who him and Paul Lintz used to do the same stroppiness when they had their silly dance. When he, when they, yeah, but they didn't have an Instagram feed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they didn't have their own clothing line. That's also true. But I'm they, saying they had silly dance. They didn't have their try. They didn't try to have their Fortnite character. They okay. just did their handshake and got the hell off the pitch. 
right. I'm not all liking right. this. I can see where this is going. I can see where this is going. So I'm just going to give it to the vote. Obviously, I, I'll go first on this. <laughs> and I'll say, I think he's underrated. I, I think he's, he's got a lot to him, but I, I think it's getting missed by a lot of his buffoonery or clownery, whatever you want to call it. So that's my vote. Del, what's your vote? Over. Wow. Overrated. Overrated. Short Massively seat. overrated. Nate, you got a last word. You, it's a tie at the moment. He's underrated. It's a tie. What well, I got? I got, I got a tiebreaker. Tie here. Got a tiebreaker here. What is it? Yeah, no, he's overrated. <laughs> That's a tie. Oh, I held my breath there for a minute. You know, I thought he was going to say no. He's underrated. <laughs> overrated. All right. Well, Jesse, over here, we think you're overrated. Everywhere out. we think you're overrated. The only place he's rated is Manchester. And it's the wrong half anyway. Wow, wow. Well, hopefully next week we'll have our guy on from, from who's a Manchester fan. He can probably help defend um, old Jesse. Um, unfortunately, we had technical issues and we weren't able to get him on. But hopefully next week we get him in here and we, I'm sure he'll have some words about Jesse. And um, yeah, we'll do we'll do our thing as we normally do little guest appearance and that goes out to anybody else if you want to get involved want to get your voice heard on this platform give me a shout drop me a, an email send me a voice note get your questions to us we'll discuss them and you know you too can be chatting with these guys and me over the latest footballing news so guys once again it's been a pleasure we did our thing I'm going to go home i got things to do you've all got things to do so I'll talk to you soon Peace out. All right, Peace out. Good to see you guys. Hey, good, for, good as always. Good as always. Right, see, you later. see you later, boys. And we're done for another week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week, providing you with the latest news in football. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back, providing you with great content.